Welcome or welcome back to Both Sides of the Barricade. This week we have a very special guest, Maud Latour. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Maud is, is an amazing singer-songwriter based in New York City. She's also a student at Columbia, and she released her debut EP, Starsick, in 2019. She released an amazing new single, Walk Backwards, very recently. It's very good. Go listen to it. And it followed the recent hype of One More Weekend, which was a 2020 single. And they're all amazing songs. Go listen. Maude, is there anything you'd like to say before we get started? Oh, gosh, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Woo, let's go. <laughs> yes, let's do this. <laughs> so I like to start out the episodes. If I've, if I've met the guest in person, I usually talk about like how we met. But mm-hmm. we connected, you know, I followed you on social media talk to your manager um who is amazing by the way (laughs) and I guess then we'll just talk about your relationship with your fans because I know you're super invested in your fan base and everything so if you'd like to talk a little bit about that yeah for sure that's a great place to start I do think it is what makes this project so unique I guess when I was I've always had a kind of funky social media presence even before I started making covers on Instagram I would try to mess with people just like by doing crazy things on Instagram I don't even know like I wore I posted once like 20 pictures of my different colors of socks in a row and like the old upperclassmen in my in my school were like that's so weird like what is she doing and it would always just be a point of controversy or something I don't even know why but like I always try to just mess with things a bit and I've loved using social media like that like breaking the norm a bit and being too vulnerable or too honest or like saying things like that and I think that's at the root of all of this and when I started putting out music my manager was really like I think we have to build this one person at a time and that means responding to every comment and responding to every dm I mean I probably would have done all of that anyway because the people who listen to my music we must be cosmically connected if they understand what's going on in my head like I I feel that if someone feels a type of way about my music I know them a bit and I I know their soul and it feels so important and so it kind of makes sense to me that the way that I made friends in middle school or like being a, a lonely kid in a lot of ways or but still very extroverted and loud like it it makes a lot of sense to me that I found this crazy relationship with these people on Instagram and I truly come to them when I feel lonely and I feel so much love for these people and I I know so many of them so personally and we've chatted and I FaceTime them or like we've gone I we're in group chats and we talk all the time and I know where they are and what's going on in their lives and where they're applying to college and it is just yeah we are very close and I love them so much now I'm working for them and yeah it's a very tight group as you probably know yeah yeah it's so cute like you the way you talk about your fans is like the way your fans probably talk about you or like how fans talk about like the artists that they love. So I think that's so sweet. Oh, that's so nice. Oh. I see it all the time. I mean, throughout your Instagram, you know, you do the polls mm-hmm. and I was at your walk backwards, like Zoom release party. And it was just so cute. First of all, there were so many people there. There were 500 people there. It that was, was crazy. crazy. It was so fun. Oh my but gosh. You can definitely tell that they react to the fact that you're so genuine mm. and that you're so involved 
involved and you interact with them on social media. Like that's so important mm-hmm. to building a fan base. I like to ask a little bit about what kind of music you grew up listening to mm-hmm. because, and what your relationship was with music, because I find that a lot of artists have similar relationships with music growing up, but I love to hear, you know, what specifically mm-hmm. they listen to. Cause I feel like it definitely affects yeah. how their music sounds. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. I, I do think a big musical influence in my life was being forced to play violin. My mother played violin as well and made me play as well. And I think that started a bit my, I did something called the Suzuki method, which is like only listen, only listening you don't learn to read music really like it's just hearing it and like learning to play and I do now thank my mother so much for the fact that that is totally my musical training but songs we listen to I mean I think it was mostly song based I think the first song was probably Raspberry Beret by Prince classic (laughs) I love that song and let's see Don't Speak by No Doubt and I, I definitely Gwen Stefani was pretty big pretty fast for me Hall of Back Girl, like I heard it, and it, it, I was like, What? B A N A N A S? And then, like, it was the coolest thing ever. And I remember hearing Sweet Escape on a bus radio, and I was like, wow this Mm -hmm. song I've never heard anything do that and I fell in love with that. Bohemian Rhapsody was a first song for me, too, and I was like, like all these moments and those songs were pretty big for me and I found ABBA pretty soon after and that was first love in music for sure for CD yeah I was blown away by that and I still when I I still listen to them and I'll go through the whole discography and I'm like oh my god this is the bedrock of my melodies and what I'm getting out of a song and yeah I love ABBA and then when I found my own music it started to be more Bruno Mars was kind of the first oh gosh that's not usually what I reference I love him he's genius Um, somewhere in Brooklyn like those songs that EP that that album just blew my mind there's more though but yeah that's that's where we started a bit yeah no I love Bruno Mars I remember like I would cry to like it will rain (laughs) it's so good in our my eighth grade it was maybe yours too like yeah all of those songs and I look at his discography and it's banger after banger like yeah is insane He's yeah because he can do ballads and bangers yeah. like so well it's amazing He's prolific yeah it's so <laughs> wild it's amazing for sure and I love that you said Gwen Stefani too because mm-hmm. when I was a kid like I would play this game with my friends where we would pretend to be celebrities and I oh was gosh. Gwen Stefani like, oh my <laughs> gosh I see that for you that's great that's great <laughs> I was like yeah sorry like she's taken like I'm her that's so cute that's so cute yeah I also she was also one of the first no doubt was the first band after ABBA I guess the first band in high school that I learned every song to and that was I don't know I love her of course that band is also so amazing and they're so creative what was your first concert oh my gosh great oh wow it was Taylor Swift in sixth grade I actually classic it was the don't speak tour um and (laughs) it was crazy and I was I was lived in Hong Kong at the time and she came to Hong Kong wow and yeah and I actually didn't know her music and my friends all loved her and they were like let's go and we all went with our moms but I didn't know it was her and on the train over some girl was explaining to me how excited she was and 
I was like, oh, I get it. It's like if I were to see Abba. And she was like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, now I'm so excited. And it was, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. I, now it would mean even more to me. Yeah. I feel like even if there. you didn't know a single Taylor Swift song, like seeing her would still be amazing. Totally. Totally. It's <laughs> so, a great first concert. I always get so sad because whenever I say like mine was Miley Cyrus Best of Both Worlds tour, I was wow. like eight and it was, it yeah. would have been amazing if uh-huh. I could stand the loudness of it like wow. but I was too young to like yeah. be able to take that so I was like I I hated it I oh it was my so gosh. sad that's so wild I know looking back I love now, like babies with like yeah dang yeah. I love seeing well, little kids with like they always canceling headphones I went with my neighbor who was younger than me and she was like living for it and I'm like I just wow. couldn't take it. I don't know I think it was just I was it's not scary. ready yeah I was mm-hmm. not ready for how loud it was but wow. now if I could go back and go to that show Oh, I would be. I would That's be crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> I feel that though. Like I'm often plugging my ears at concerts because I I'm very afraid of the and it feels a little. You can feel it's bad for your yeah, head. Exactly. And I often wear head. I often wear earplugs. It's my yeah. my mother still makes sure I always have my earplugs with me. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, I after a year of no shows, I'm like, okay, I feel like we're I know, right? I'm definitely going to be wearing earplugs to the yeah. first show because they're not used to it anymore. So, so I'm like, oh, I don't want to lose my hearing. So true, <laughs> I know. How would you describe where you are right now in your career? Because you're at kind of a pivotal moment. Totally, so totally. how would you describe that? Oh, man. Oh, man. I feel like it's grown. It's grown so much since quarantine on honestly. And in the past two years, really, it's grown so much. And I don't know, I feel really ready to level up and to start building. I want to give my fans the experience they deserve listening to it and like really build this world out. I I feel a renewed inspiration to finally ask myself okay like what is my dream and I feel like I have the answer in this now more than I did two years ago and I know exactly what I want to build now and I am just waiting for I mean I think I'm about to be able to build it so I feel like I haven't even started yet and I think I'm about to start and I feel really excited yeah Yeah. that's amazing just hearing that I'm like (laughs) oh my god I'm gonna get chills because that's crazy but yeah I mean I've definitely seen it I think I I definitely followed you like around a year ago so I've been following you like on your journey during quarantine Mm -hmm. and just seeing how I I feel like social media has helped so many artists a lot of the Mm -hmm. people I have on are like even though it sucks like Mm -hmm. not being able to see people in person do writing sessions all of that the influx of social media use because so many people are online now more than ever it's definitely helped people discover new artists you're just one of those people who it worked for and it's true yeah it's true yeah no definitely and that's TikTok to think as well and being on my phone 10 hours a day and and being alone for so long and yeah I mean getting to like yeah of course we all found a new home somewhere in the digital sphere and you're so right that people I think started paying attention more to artists they didn't know and like yeah I you're, I so agree with you yeah. it's been a crazy time I had I had no idea it would go this way yeah, yeah. and the only part that sucks is that like I you find all these new artists like I personally have found so much new music because I've had nothing better to do than listen to all these like Spotify playlists and that's all you have but now mm-hmm. I want to see all of these artists live and I know right? I'm like I, I know. have to wait 
I know it's gonna be so good though it's gonna it'll be so worth it of course we're all daydreaming about that first crowded room we're in and like it's gonna be freaking crazy we all now know like what it will mean to be in a room together and like it's just gonna be truly epic I certainly will never be taking it for granted ever again I'm never gonna be like my back hurts my feet hurt (laughs) when things do come back how do you envision your career as an artist going over the next year or two do you have any like short-term or long-term goals it's crazy I am really at an influx point you're so right and I don't know yet exactly what form it'll take I feel like I'm on the edge of a cliff and I know I'm about to leap but I have no idea what's coming but I am excited I've written so much music by myself in quarantine and I haven't been in a studio in so long and this summer I guess I'm gonna go record all of that and see what it becomes and I kind of know what some of it will become but I'm sure I'll be pleasantly surprised as well so I guess I don't know I've been independent this whole time and that might change and that is really inspiring to me too because I so know what the vision is now and I want to build it and like that's what I would use a label for to build it and I feel like I might be in the place where that might be what would take this to be closest to my vision so that might happen not in the short to medium term future which would be crazy and it would also change everything like I've been doing this with school you know since I started it's been a project I multitask with and in a year I'll have graduated and then it's just gonna be freaking go time I want to put out an album my debut album I dream about it every night as I fall asleep all I think about is it and that's my dream I don't know if it'll happen in the next year but soon and in the meantime I've written so many songs and I just want to make them now I also know who these people are that are listening and like the fact that I I can tell I know who I'll come and meet if I were to tour like there's specific people who are on the other side of this now and I just like want to see them and dance with them like it's gonna be so different to sing to a room that's singing along I can't even imagine that feeling I'm I can't wait yeah I just think it's so crazy that you're doing this while in school because I go to school for music industry like that's my major wow, yeah so you're like the only artist that I've had on where wow. like also a student so I feel like that's really? interesting wow. too you and I kind of share that like we know totally. like totally. <laughs> so I was I, I had a question I said most people are either a musician or a regular person attending college mm-hmm. you're one of the few people that do both at the same time uh-huh. what has that been like and how has it changed in the recent week and months because I always see you talking about you know school stuff and I'm like I cannot imagine living this double life (laughs) oh my gosh totally I mean it's so fun it inspires each other they've they've happened at the same time my music career has been the background of my whole college life like with my friends as well we operate a mini label almost they're like helping me make TikToks and we make our music videos together and shoot the covers for everything together I update them about everything 
everything I'm up to. And that's been beautiful. And they come to all the show, every show. And they're always the first two rows of people at shows. And so that's been wonderful to have that. This non-musical friend group kind of be part of it. Both of these worlds, I've used them for the past two years to three years to get to when I'm stressed about school I'm like I think about music and when I'm stressed about music I'm like oh I have this whole world of school and they're both full worlds like you said and like in the past two months I suppose it has gotten a little too much I asked for extensions on everything and you know the double-edged sword of an extension that means you have to do it another time for longer (laughs) so I finally caught up on those things but I and it's so clear in those moments choosing between music and school it's like okay music is gonna get the priority I've always had that commitment that music will get the priority and that's relieving to know that within myself but I also can't shake my addiction to academia in like the feeling of turning in three things in a week and also doing meetings at the same time that's been the past few weeks and it's been midterms and me talking to more people in music industry than I've ever spoken to before and it's been the most intense thing but might be getting to be too much I'm on spring break this week so I've oh, caught wow. up on a bunch of stuff yeah. and now there's four weeks left and I'm going to finish it and then have a summer and then hopefully see what happens next yeah wow only four weeks left in your semester I'm graduating this semester oh, yeah oh my gosh that's awesome that's yeah awesome. so I'm like Congrats. I'm like excited but also I'm like the industry is just not at the place I want it to be you in terms of finding it, a yeah. job so I'm like uh-huh, uh-huh. we'll see where that goes you're doing your thing though yeah this is great that you're doing this for sure no we started a little bit early so it's ending mid-april but i'm okay it's definitely like six weeks but i have been telling myself it's four okay yeah i I think i can relate to that (laughs) on a smaller level i kind of understand how you feel just because this podcast has been like my priority now and it's my it's my capstone project for school and i definitely take it more seriously than like anyone Mm -hmm. else Mm -hmm. but i genuinely love it so much and being able to like like talk to artists and you know build relationships and connections yes. online like this has been really fulfilling for me yeah. so I can definitely understand wanting to graduate and do everything that you need to do for school but also being like but I care more about this other thing like right, so I know it's really hard <laughs> and also just to add really quickly I, I do think I've had a healthy outlook on what I want out of school for the whole time and I feel like I'm majoring in my music career a bit and I I'm a philosophy major and every class I've taken has somehow been towards just being inspired and I am in school only to get inspired and there's such good professors and such good classes and I take the juiciest classes that's my outlook for school and so that's part of why I'm so committed to staying in it because I do think it's like changing who I am and I if I'm gonna have a loud voice and take up space in this world like I think it needs to be an informed one but I use it to stay inspired and it does inspire me for sure yeah I can imagine especially as a philosophy major I took a class called aesthetics which was like I really enjoyed the class but it was by far my hardest class that I've ever taken but I it like filled like three of my credits in my mind I was like oh this is gonna be like an art critique class and then I was like oh we're gonna be annotating old reading like old writing from philosophers and don't get me wrong I loved it but it was a ton of work so I can imagine like 
as yeah. that being your major or like mm-hmm. being a big part of your major it's a lot of work right for sure it's weird it's weird I definitely just try to like and I this was also my approach to school before I was in music but like really just doing what you're curious about and like mm-hmm. fully that's enough so speaking of you know writing intensive stuff and having to write a lot for school I find a lot of your lyrics to be really well written in almost an essay kind of way you know word choice clever wordplay is that something that you think about when you write songs or do you think it's more subconscious because Mm. of your academic life as well Mm, interesting I do think that I'm a writer before anything else and before a musician and I think that's always that is definitely the core of my music writing for sure and I have always written poetry and I've always journaled a lot I think that's how I get into flow like just like writing out stream of consciousness and it takes form in music and it takes form in other things like all my passions have to do with writing and so I do think that that's like what brings me to music and yeah that's my commitment to it for sure I just love like the Greek tragedy line like you just have so many like funny like academic in like inserts in your music which I think is so funny so I was like I have to ask about that because I don't know if it's something that you genuinely decide or like think about putting in Mm -hmm. there or if it's Mm -hmm. just because Mm -hmm. you are who you are (laughs) No, that's interesting. Like, I do think Columbia's influenced a lot of it because even coming to this school, I listened to Vampire Weekend so much before I even knew about this school. And and I do have a romantic view of college and being in a place where it's such a privilege, obviously. And it's so elitist and so problematic in so many ways, obviously. And what a privilege it is to just sit around and think for a few years. And I do have a romantic view of all of it and the books we read. And I think Vampire weekend captured a lot of it really well and I I'm honored to like kind of inherit their palette a bit in at Columbia and so things like choices like Greek tragedies and alluding to some things like that's very inspired by them and also because it does feel like that is what my world feels a bit like and just being on campus and seeing these places dedicated in an ideal world in a better world dedicated to like truly making knowledge more accessible and learning more and being more correct about the way we view everything it that does inspire me that's it's inspires me so much and I love learning and I love school and so I try to make the music be part of that as well because I think it's a similar process loving music and listening to song is like feeling inspired walking down the street would you say that your music is more observant um, or introspective then because it seems Mm. like you take a lot of inspiration from what's around you but Mm. has has it changed since being in quarantine because we spend a lot more time alone yeah that's really interesting I do think introspective makes the most sense for it or observing the close world around me like in details I totally agree that it's like picking up little details and collecting details like I do think that's one of my primary jobs little phrases and moments and feelings and like capture writing them down and so it's a little bit of both it's definitely a little bit of both maybe the introspection happens accidentally because I'm observing the world yeah accidentally my relation to it I also said your songs are very anthemic they really make me wish shows would come back already (laughs) So that I can get live. What song are you most excited to perform in person at a show after quarantine? Oh my gosh. <laughs> 
there's so many new ones now you're so right oh my gosh straight up all of the new ones for sure I mean block your number is gonna be crazy yeah I'm excited to hear that one (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that song a lot of the times like these songs that don't end up streaming as well like end up being live songs and let's say ride my bike when I did a couple shows before COVID was so fun live because of uh, what it is and I think block your number will be like that as well but my gosh doing one more weekend live sounds insane and like furniture oh I'm just so excited to sing furniture like I that's my favorite song probably and I yeah I love that one so much so all of them all of them (laughs) I'm really I'm really excited to hear block your number I feel like that one will be like like you said the energy live will you know surpass I always I feel like that song is so underrated like it's not even funny (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I, I think hearing it live will definitely make it some people's favorites. Wow. Damn. Thanks. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> and then final question. Where would you say that you find the most inspiration? Does it usually result in happy songs or sad songs? Mm, I think I am deeply committed to songs that seem positive and feel bright and colorful and optimistic and leave you hopeful and I think a lot of those songs of mine like One More Weekend for example are secretly heartbreaking songs and Lovesick for example secretly heartbreak I mean pretty outwardly heartbreaking but (laughs) One More Weekend really like or furniture like you know for me I I turn to music for an energizing feeling it's less for a sad feeling it's a lift for me and it's a it's a body transcending inspiration thing for me and I, I think it's important to, to handle those feelings, but it feels more accurate for like a, a breakup song for me to be upbeat because like I wrote Furniture because I every breakup song I heard was sad songs being like, I want you back so badly. And I wanted to feel powerful still and not be asking for someone back, but still be sad. And it's a sad song and like navigate those feelings without getting lower. And, and I think that's what One More Weekend comes from too. And even One More weekend it's about losing something that you thought was going to be for forever it's about the fact that everything ends and like that ultimately can't be a sad feeling because that's everything in life their memories are beautiful and so it has to be somewhere in between happy and sad and like I think those songs feel more like the feelings themselves yeah I agree. I like what you said about how you don't want the endings to feel sad because Mm -hmm. I get really upset when like friendships end or anything like that, but it's, you have to look at the positives and just be happy that it happened. Mm -hmm. And I like that your music kind of highlights that. I definitely love a good sad song, but like, it's (laughs) very nice to listen to a song that still feels hopeful at the end of the day. I have a little game, a little song association. So I'm going to ask you a question and you just answer with a song. You don't have to (gasps) say anything, but. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm so excited. Okay, great. So I said, name a song that gave you an out-of-body experience the first time you listened to it pretty much every song but human sadness by the voids uh name one of your favorite songs from middle school damn i already talked about bruno mars a little bit (laughs) um yeah I, i that's when i first discovered video games and that was bedrock shift for me yeah (laughs) I completely agree that's probably what I would have said too I thought like a d6 but like that's a better answer (laughs) (laughs) those two those were important songs yeah for real (laughs) cultural resets (laughs) name a song you associate with a good memory junk of the heart the kooks 
Name a song that helped inspire you to write songs. Groceries by Mallrat. Interesting mm. choice. Like the, the thing is, this is what I mean. I get these answers and I'm like, I can see how that influences you. Wow, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The last one, what is one of your all-time favorite songs? Oh, and where we started, maybe Take a Chance on Me by ABBA. So I like to end or like end the episodes out with some current favorites. So if you have any current favorite songs, albums, artists that you're listening to, feel free to plug them. Definitely. Let me pull up my most recent playlist. (laughs) There's this song from a Bollywood movie called Luca Chupi, and it's so amazing. I can't stop listening to it. I love Gasoline by Haim. I just recently discovered it, actually, and it's incredible. I've been listening to Closer to Fine by the Indigo Girls. I can't stop listening to it. I Follow You by Melody's uh, Echo Chamber Orchestra. So cool. I think you'll like it. It's cool. I checked Um, all of the recommendations out, so. (laughs) Great. Perfect. I guess some John Lennon stuff, Beatles solo things, and Simon and Garfunkel Mm. a bit. These are not new songs. Hold On (laughs) by John Lennon. Um... Uh, only living boy in New York, Simon and Garfunkel. And, um, I love Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> yeah, they're amazing. I love Tennis. That's an mm-hmm. underrated band. I think yeah. that everyone should listen to. I'll Haunt You is my favorite song by them. Swamp Dog, a song called Lonely. Sex Money Feelings Die by Likolai. <laughs> Classic. Can't stop listening to it. So good. I love this girl named Kaluminati. She's a rapper and she's, Ooh. I've never heard something this good. She's so good. Every Stroke song ever, pretty much. <laughs> All the time by the Strokes. Every Stroke song ever. There's this album called Plantasia, also by Mort Garson. And it's- I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. it's a crazy, so- it's a crazy album and it's, all about plants and there's no words and it's so good i will be checking all of these out <laughs> oh my God, i'm so glad good well and i'm glad you said so many because so much new music came out last night that i like don't even know where to like True. to put my favorites so i good. just wrote down grimes like i've been listening to grimes and <laughs> what came out last night that was really good um, oh my gosh i haven't listened to the bruno mars anderson park it's so good okay yeah that yeah. is like low key. it's really really good okay, i really. i listened to that last night i was like wait a minute oh my <laughs> God. did not come back to play wow I'm so excited <laughs> yeah That's it's great. really good and then like uh like Charlie XCX the 1975 and No Rome put out a song it's like house music it's very good oh dang um, didn't even know that great cool yes. can't wait and then yeah other than that I've just been listening to a lot of playlists so wow. I'm not being I'm not gonna be helpful there but like <laughs> wow okay great thank you for yes. giving me a short list yes. I'm wonderful oh I wish we could talk about music I so know long. same <laughs> that's why I love these episodes because I great. get a chance to talk to someone for an hour about music at so least cute. once a week so. so cute that's so great I'm so glad you found this I'm so happy for you of course Ugh, I'm, everyone please stream mods music stream walk backwards one more weekend block your number furniture the EP <laughs> the whole discography (laughs) she is at a pivotal moment in her career and you're not going to want to miss out on the journey Uh, where can we find you on social media mod oh my my handle is at model status m-a-u-d-e-l-s-t-a-t-u-s yep (laughs) i can't believe it's still that i probably should change it i love that though like i love that it's so funny so yes model status everywhere go follow and with all of that being said 
This has been an episode of Both Sides of the Barricade. You can follow us on Instagram at Both Sides of the Barricade, Twitter at BSOTB Pod, the acronym and then pod. We're on Facebook. My handles are JTaylorLDR, Instagram and Twitter. This episode is available on Spotify and iTunes. You can watch it on YouTube. Follow, subscribe, like, download, rate, comment, all of that. Thank you so much, Maude, for being here. Thank you all for listening. And we will see you next week with another episode. Bye. Bye.